0: Welcome to Feed the Feminine, a podcast dedicated to reviving archetypal feminine qualities in a masculine-dominated culture. I'm your host, Vanessa Setodicato, a psychotherapist and writer sharing stories, experiences, and insights to nourish the feminine while also repairing what's been damaged in its long-standing cultural repression. Join me each episode as we talk about the archetypes present in how we eat, express, and relate, and what we can do to find meaning and reach balance. On this episode, I'm discussing how we seem to define success in American culture, and how it always seems to devalue feminine traits of success in favor of masculine traits. Case in point, Simone Biles. But before we dive in, a quick disclaimer. The information provided here is intended to convey general information only, and does not intend to replace or infer a proper psychological diagnosis. No therapist client relationship is implied or actualized through any contact with this podcast, website, or its creators unless formally agreed upon in a proper clinical setting. And now, without further ado, here's this episode of the Feed the Feminine podcast. So, this is a conversation that I have had in small snippets in other podcast episodes, in content I've shared on social media, my blog, and it's probably come up in a therapy session with me if I happen to be your therapist. <laughs> Um, But I've never compiled my ideas around this and put it into a dedicated episode until now. And in part, I think that's because it's kind of hard for me to talk about. I tend to get defensive when this conversation comes up, which then leads me to becoming angry and less equipped to utilize my empathy. And the funny thing about it is that dynamic is exactly what I'm talking about what's happened to us at large and why we have this problem in the first place so I need to lean into it if I want that solved as much as I say I do (laughs) what I'm talking about is how we qualify success by western standards European standards colonizing standards American standards however you want to define these cultural norms by name there's a common thread And I can say without hesitation that it is causing us harm. It's harming humanity, it's harming the planet. It is not serving us the way that we have convinced ourselves that it is. And the longer we stay in denial about that, the more intense the harm gets. And I realize how fear-mongering that sounds, I do. And that's not my intention, but I stand by the sentiment. And because it's not my intention, If you just hang out with me here for a little bit, I'm going to try to shift the fear and the anger and replace it with action, ideas on how we can stop perpetuating this harm. And this is all really topical because of Simone Biles and how she's being perceived by many people while confronting her mental limitations during these Olympic Games. People are treating her as though She was just not in the mood to compete and decided to just not bother getting out of bed that day. And sure, if you're an Olympian, there is a certain expectation for you to be resilient, persistent, not easily thrown off your mission. I get that. Those standards are important to a degree. Maintaining discipline and focus, pushing through challenges. That's critical for the human spirit, of course. But they are not worth sacrificing everything over. And it makes me wonder if we are defining resilience too narrowly because I found her decision to be one of immense resilience and in fact very much an action of focus and discipline toward her mission which was for her team to win the event. So she recognized the limitation and instead of convincing herself that limitation didn't exist instead of prioritizing the glory over the care of self instead of white-knuckling through and potentially causing her body and mind long-term damage so she could prove something, which, Olympian or not, she doesn't owe us. She let her teammates know that her participation was going to be more of an obstacle than an asset at that particular point, And her team was able to place because of it. And she was able to go do what she needed to do for herself and eventually get back on the mat. The way people are attacking her is showing me that on a grand scale, we don't even have a means to conceptualize mental health as actual health. I think we view it as an illusion that can be negotiated with. We see mental health as an excuse that dare stand in the way of the values we hold near and dear to our productivity and achievement-obsessed hearts, which are all masculine, discipline, structure, authority, self-control, pursuit of accomplishment, doing and solving. Now, you know me, if you've been here before, you know, I'm going to say those values are so important. We love masculine light traits around here and we need them. We wouldn't get much done without them. And they're a necessary half to our whole, but that's just it. We are not whole if we think that that is all there is. And mental health is not something that we can force our own intentions upon. Mental health is not something we can bully into submission or compliance. That is not how it works. And if that's what you want to do with it, there might be something to look at there for you. And the way people are responding to these Olympic Games is also telling me that we don't have a means to conceptualize anything being more important than success in competition. Whether it's Carrie Strug in 1996 doing vault flips with a broken fucking ankle. Or Simone Biles in 2021 setting necessary boundaries for herself and her safety. While still challenging herself to overcome the struggle and get a medal anyway. Now, I'm no Olympic athlete. <laughs> Not even close. But I did break my ankle recently. And let me tell you, Carrie Strug, I could never... And you might say, well, duh, that's the difference between you and an Olympic athlete, Vanessa. And I might say back, yeah, I totally get that. But I don't find strength in pushing yourself that way. I find strength in listening to your body and recognizing that a broken bone is a pretty big indicator that you need to stop. I'm sorry, but I don't see strength in pushing yourself through injuries that require rest. And not endurance in order to heal. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I find a degree of idiocy in it. And, and I'm not saying Carrie Strug was being an idiot. I'm saying, Carrie, I'm saying Carrie Strug was under immense amounts of pressure. Including from her own coach who had a win-at-all-cost approach. And never allowed his gymnast to challenge his authority over them. His authority over them. Which he decided was Endless. And she didn't have the tools to say, wait a minute, my body is not something to be used for pride and profit beyond its literal breaking point. I don't care who you work for or who works for you, really. Everyone has the autonomy to say no when pushed too far. And of course, we know of other instances of abuses in the world of gymnastics coaching. So we know that there, there is or was a toxic culture there. And I think that's also why we're seeing Simone Biles do what she's doing now, because that toxic culture has to be dismantled. And I think it's already been in the process of that happening. But her teammates and her coaches supporting her in this decision is an indication that they are moving away from that prior culture. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because it's not meant to entirely sacrifice competition for self-care. It's just incorporating self-care into the competition. We don't have to choose one or the other. This doesn't have to be black and white. It's not either or, it's both and. And yeah, sometimes that means sitting out of a couple different games or a couple of different events so that overall you can keep playing the game. But that's not a sign of weakness. And that's what I'm struggling with here. And by the way, like not to go too far off the rails, (laughs) although I think I am, but this brings up the idea of people who find sex work to be some violation of morality and how disgusting it is that somebody would sell their body for money. This idea of selling your body for money is just so upsetting to people. But nobody makes the same argument for laborers or minors, or people who put themselves in physical danger every day, for somebody else's bottom line, and our comfort and utility. No one says the same thing about athletes under pressure to make other people rich by exploiting their body's performance for our entertainment and pleasure, while we're still standing on the sidelines heckling them and judging them. (laughs) The sex workers I know, and I know that this is not every sex worker, but the ones that I know, they get to set their own terms. They are their own bosses. They can say no when they want to. They can go home when they don't feel comfortable. They are not sitting under immense pressure to push themselves past their own safety. Now, of course, there are corners of the sex work industry that are not built built on consent. And those abuses also should be mitigated. But... I'm saying the distinction between morality is not do you do sex work or do you work for the city and sell your body so that I can get clean water or electricity every night? That's not the distinction. The distinction is are you using your body in a way where you have control over when you stop and when you start or does somebody else have that power over you, whether that's a boss, a coach or the court of public opinion? that's the difference if you can't say no and you need to say no that's a bad situation that's a dangerous situation and I believe that consent is important in all matters of things not just sex and especially when it comes to our bodies and consent can be withdrawn at any time so when Simone Bile says no to launching herself 15 feet up in the air while not being able to orient herself to her mind and her body, which sounds scary as fuck, our reaction should be good for you for paying attention to all of the data, including the call coming from inside the house. Rather than some kind of angry outburst about what a disgrace to America, how weak, how pathetic. doesn't make sense. That reaction does not make sense except that it does. And I'm going to get there in a minute. But a lot of people are saying it's the Olympics. It's the freaking Olympics, especially after a delayed Olympics, right? You've already had a delayed opportunity to to show up here because of COVID. You don't get to the Olympics and be at that level of competition and then just bow out. But to that, I say, same point back to you. It was the freaking Olympics. It was her Olympic opportunity. Do you know how hard she worked to get there? How much was on the line for her? How much she must have wanted that in order to earn that spot and show up in the first place? So don't you think that if she chose to forfeit her own chance at getting a medal in order for her teammates to, don't you think what she was going through is pretty serious? Did you consider that? Or was it just easier to call her weak and pathologize her? Did you know gymnasts can be paralyzed if they make a mistake? And if your headspace isn't clear, making a mistake is like pretty inevitable. Risks are high. Choosing not to do something risky just for the sake of, of some level of supremacy over somebody else, that's not weakness. You know, push yourself, sure, but don't push yourself past the warning sign. I know we always want to be the best. We're always trying to beat other countries, other city sports teams, each other, the indigenous people who were here first, who we took the land from. We're always trying to be number one. We're using force to be better than other people. Because the power of that feels really good. The accomplishment of that feels really good. But power is not the only thing people are seeking in this world. And it is certainly not the main pursuit of our human nature. Now maybe you've never felt the way Simone Biles did. And I'm sincerely happy for you that you have not had to suffer that way. But if you haven't. The suggestion, the suggested role for you to step into is to listen, to understand, to apply empathy where your intellect or your connection to the experience fails you and assert judgment only when your comprehension of the situation can match the intensity of your judgment. We should be like that with everything. If we don't understand a situation, instead of barking our opinion from our limited experience, we ought to slow our roll a little bit first and listen actually here don't listen to argue don't listen for flaws that you can poke at and tear apart the argument don't listen for ways you can make somebody else look stupid or demean them listen to understand step inside of that experience shit she couldn't like orient herself to her body she was under that immense pressure that her body was like not making sense to her while she was flying up in the air which we can see we can see it in her eyes in one of the pictures it's terrifying Now, I've never been a gymnast. I mean, when I was a a wee little girl, I was. (laughs) I was like three. I think I was a gymnast, but I didn't I didn't last that long. (laughs) So I don't know what it's like to be vaulting myself up into the air and not knowing which way's up and which way's down. But I can take other situations that I've been in. Even something as silly as like, you know. I haven't been in an Olympic games, but what I have done is I've sat in an office chair and had somebody spin me around in it a couple of times. And, and, you know, from that experience, yeah, try to stand up. You fucking can't, right? Cause your orientation of everything is off. Right? So like, yeah, that's not the same, but it's my window into her experience. It's a window into her experience. I used to go to dancing school and I know that if I tried to do a pirouette or spin around and I didn't have my eye on one steady focal point, I would get dizzy and fall over. Okay. I can use that as a way to say, yeah, again, I've never flown 15 feet into the air while I was spinning around and flipping. But yeah, I know that if you lose your grasp of space, your body can go anywhere. And when you throw gravity into that equation, Yeah, things can get pretty dangerous. So use your own experiences to try to get inside of hers and say, ooh, that really must have been scary. And we know, Simone Biles, that you know how to push yourself, that you know how to push yourself through challenges and past limitations because you're a badass who has seven career medals in the Olympics. And so I'm going to trust that the day you draw the line in the sand and say, I'm not going past that. That you've considered that, that that's coming from a real place for you, that that is a sign of strength and not a sign of you giving up when you should push forward. And listen, athlete or not, American or not, Simone Biles doesn't owe us anything. She doesn't owe us entertainment. She doesn't owe us gold medals. She doesn't owe us her persistence through her own limitations. She owes us nothing. And I really am really having a hard time and I'm, I'm trying not to be a smart ass about this. Truly. I've, I've worked on this a lot <laughs> over the last couple of days. But here's the thing for me. If you are a man heckling Simone Biles for weakness and you yourself have not ever qualified for an Olympic Games, I don't think you have the ground to talk, my friend. <laughs> uh yeah that's and that's for simone biles or any other woman or any other athlete in the games can we just watch and honor and be in awe of what they can do instead of ridiculing and picking apart and attacking them for what they can't now i may have mentioned this in a previous episode and if i have i extra apologize because the source of this perspective is somebody who has proven himself to be missing some pretty vital insight about his own power and privilege and lack of empathy. But the point remains important. Louis C.K. had a bit in what is now nearly a decade-old special where he talks about how fucked up slavery is in all its forms and how every incredible human achievement was done with slaves. Building the pyramids in Egypt, which, by the way, there's debate over who built those, Building the railroad system in America. Even the very phones in our pockets today. And how they are made in factories where people kill themselves regularly. Because the working conditions are so utterly horrendous. The greatest things humans have accomplished come from throwing human death and suffering at them. Which we could argue the same is happening at like Amazon right now. Right? We look at Amazon and we say, oh my god, I could just go on my computer... Click a couple buttons and like by tomorrow, this awesome thing is going to be delivered to my house. How freaking cool is that? Yeah, but what does it take to sustain that horrible working conditions where people are peeing in bottles because they don't have enough time to go take bathroom breaks, who are working long shifts, getting paid like crap while their boss is going to space and saying thanks to my Amazon employees for paying for my trip to space. Like read the room, dude, right? It's happening in all of these corners we are taking people for granted in order to then say wow well we've look at look at this amazon thing this is cool look what humans can do we've gotten to a point where i can like next day delivery it's easy and it's free yeah but who's hurt in the process of that and how do we just disconnect from that so quickly so easily he says louis ck says There's no end to what you can do when you don't give a fuck about particular people. That's where human greatness comes from, is that we're just shitty people. You can have candles and horses and be a little nicer to each other, or you can let someone suffer immeasurably far away just so you can leave a mean comment on YouTube while you're taking a shit. End quote. (laughs) Now, my thesis here is not that we should resort to only candles and horses, although that does sound nice. But I just, I think we need to stop moving in the direction that Louis C.K. is proving here with this point. Human greatness as we measure it, achievement, winning at competition, having the tallest buildings, the fastest technology, the most armed military, taking land that isn't ours and exploiting it for our own gain and destroying the climate in the process, showing other countries who's boss in the Olympics through relentless abuses of human limits. These are not the signals of greatness that we think them to be. And the reason for that is because harm is shamelessly caused by it. And you can't simply ignore that. You can't simply justify that. Yes, everything comes with a cost, sure. But is our collective human empathy what you are willing to pay with all the time? If yes, I think you're missing the point of being on this earth. Because I would argue that empathy is actually the thing that makes us great as humans. Our empathy is what keeps us in community with each other rather than fighting against each other and that's a much better way to live our empathy is what gives our lives meaning at the end of it not how much money you made or how fast your internet speed was or how many fucking olympic medals you injured yourself to get personally i don't view things as an accomplishment if you had to walk all over somebody else in order to get it that's cheating And that's pretty antisocial, which is not what humanity is about. We're not talking about surviving here. We're talking about pride and power and abuse. And if you're okay harming other people to sustain your power, you don't deserve that power. And so maybe there was a little bit of a rant periodically (laughs) throughout the first part of this episode. I did warn you in all fairness i said this is something i get defensive and angry about and i've tried to be measured and empathic and clear-minded but i'm gonna take it a step further now i'm gonna challenge myself to dig deeper into my empathy about this not to say there was no empathy but how far can i go let me see what my limit is here right what happens if i step more into my own empowerment where i don't feel the need to defend feminine values against the bullish masculine shadow and instead i just purely embody feminine values so here i go i'm gonna pull a matt damon goodwill hunting for a second and say it's not your fault if you subscribe to the notion that taking care of yourself is weakness that saying no is weakness that choosing creativity over productivity is weakness That choosing collaboration over being the best is weakness. That caring about others' experiences is weakness. That choosing respect over exploitation is weakness. That authenticity is weakness. That anger is strong but vulnerability is weakness. I'm really sorry because somebody taught you that. And I imagine the day you learned that, it was not a good day for you. You probably don't remember because it probably happened in a small moment. That unconsciously shifted your conceptualization of yourself and the world around you. A moment when you needed somebody to say that they were proud of you, but they laughed at you instead. Or they ignored you. Or they told you to stop wasting your time. Maybe you had a parent shouting in your ear about not being a quitter and playing through the tears. Maybe you wanted something better. Not to be babied or coddled, but to have all of you. Not just your physical talents or achievements. Respected. Maybe you were never taught to listen to your instincts. Or that emotional distress and physical pain are vital sources of information to be listened to. Maybe nobody ever empowered you to assert that when you get warning signs, especially intimate ones about your own health, proceeding anyway as though you didn't get any of those messages is harmful and disrespectful to yourself. Maybe no one ever told you that you were allowed to say no. So you felt shame around anything that didn't lead to that narrow definition of success. And as a result, you shame other people who don't live up to that narrow definition of success. And it scares you. It scares you to think. That our collective idea of success could broaden. Because what does that mean about what you've known about the world up until this point? But all of this is because those other non-achievement based qualities as they live in you. And believe me, they live in you. Those qualities were rejected by somebody that you love. Who had their version of those qualities rejected too. And the world just keeps going round and round and round, reinforcing how rejectable that part of you is. So you reject it every day, too, in order to survive out there. Better you reject it than somebody else. Ooh, It hurts when someone looks us in the eye and rejects us. It's much easier to self-reject so we can protect ourselves from that. So when you see somebody moving beyond that shame and rejection and deciding that their individuated personal values call bullshit on that shame and rejection, you get pretty angry because you didn't get to do that. So why should they? Right. You have to repress those urges and instincts in order to feel worthy. So why the fuck shouldn't everybody else? Simone Biles is out here just taking care of herself and not caring about your opinion of her. What the hell? How dare she? Because you care about someone's opinion of you and it makes life hell. But I'm here to tell you something. You don't have to do that. You can call bullshit on it all too. You can. You can. You can re-examine the values that dictate your life and discover that you might be living by somebody else's made up rule book. In CBT, we call these core beliefs. Beliefs that you have about yourself And how you fit into the world that were put there by other people at an age when you were too young to critically think your way through it. There's a couple things about core beliefs. One, as human beings, we have an instinct to prove that our beliefs are right. Right. So we go through the world and we look for evidence to support our beliefs, whether we know that they are our beliefs or not. And that's the thing about core beliefs. A lot of the time. We don't sit there and identify, oh, this is a belief or a value that I am making this decision from. It's just, it becomes part of your instinct. If you don't listen closely to the conflict that might be happening within you, it becomes organic for you. And so you might have some beliefs that you don't even know about or are unable to name or label, but yet they're informing you And the way that you see the world, because now you're going out there every day looking for evidence that supports that belief and anything that you find out there that does not support that belief or that actively contradicts that belief. ooh, you're going to want to fucking annihilate that because that's uncomfortable. That makes you feel wrong and that is destabilizing and uncomfortable and we've got to destroy it. Here's another thing about core beliefs. They are not your fault. They are your responsibility because because of everything I'm saying, they inform how you show up as a citizen to the people around you. It's your software. And it can cause you to be cruel to people. And if that's what's happening, you're responsible for self-examining. Not Simone Biles or the parents who taught you this crap. You. You. Well, they have their own self-reflecting to do too, but their lack of doing so is not your excuse to avoid it too. And their results shouldn't impact your results. This is a new generation. We are ending the cycles of trauma and illness that our parents didn't have the tools to end. We are ending the inherited harm by taking good looks at ourselves and realizing what we actually stand for. And in a culture that has only ever deemed masculine values worthwhile, you have not done a full inventory Unless you have explored your feminine too. And not in a way where you're looking for points of weakness to annihilate it or prove it's wrong or make it look stupid. But to actually value that part of yourself because we all have that part. Again, if we we need a reminder, when I'm talking about feminine and masculine, I'm not talking about gender. These are archetypes that live in all of us, in all genders. So imagine that there's a whole part of you that you're just talking shit about all day long. That part of you hears you. It feels that rejection. That sucks. And so what would the feminine say in response to this Simone Biles situation? The feminine would say, "Listen, a gold medal sounds incredible. And proving to yourself" That you can overcome challenges is really important. And. Part of the human experience is also to be humbled by our human limitations. We are not infinite in this version of life for a reason. And there is immense strength in accepting our limitations rather than stubbornly asserting ourselves over them. As though we fucking know better. There are so many ways to grow in the face of our limitations. And knowing when to walk away is one of the most important things we can learn in order to care for ourselves. Because there's a whole world out there that will take whatever it can get from you if you don't stop it. So knowing what's not for you helps free you up for what is for you. And it takes wisdom to know the difference. And yes, I'm borrowing a little bit from the serenity prayer, but that's because it's legit. (laughs) Engaging with yourself this way helps put an end to the daily reinforcement of those dirty old core beliefs cast in failure and instead allows in some new narratives, narratives that you get to write. Narratives that are free of should and should not, but instead are filled with am and is and could and won't. And while, yes, it is often more desirable to stick with the devil, you know, try to avoid letting your ego mind override your spirit here. Because your ego has something to prove and your spirit knows that there's no such thing. So maybe there's a way to split the difference. Also, there are myriad ways to measure greatness. Sport does not have a monopoly on that. So that's what the feminine would say in response to this. At least the feminine as I am in relationship with it. Now, my question for you is this. How did you feel hearing me say that? What came up for you? Did you notice any thoughts, any memories, any emotions, any sensations in your body? Are you available to even recognize what came up for you while I was speaking? If not, that's okay. But that's where you should start. Do that work with somebody who can help you navigate mindfulness in that way. Because if you're not listening to yourself, who are you listening to all day? The expectations of the world? your parents' disappointment, the rules of your higher power, your partner's opinion, your boss's approval or disapproval of you. What do you have to say? What's your psyche and soma giving you authentically in this moment? Our bodies are not just here for us to feel pain and pleasure. Our bodies are remarkable sources of wisdom. Your mind, governed by your ego, who wants to achieve and argue and prove your own worth through someone else's metric, Can it quiet down long enough for you to actually hear yourself? And if so, do your values about the world, informed by experiences, relationships, life lessons, gut instincts, all these things that you've gone through, do they match up with the values you have been running on this whole time? The values that you just default to. The values your family of origin taught you. Some of them might be the same. Some of them might be very different because you and your parents or caregivers did not grow up in the same world or place or era. You have different information than they had. You have different experiences than they had. You've been through different things collectively and individually. You have access to technology that they did not have and information that they did not have. You've been molded and cultivated and challenged by completely different sets of circumstances. And maybe those things aren't enough to change your values or help you redefine your values. And that's fine. They're your values. I'm not here to define them for you, of course. But have you listened to yourself? Have you considered other perspectives than what you've come to the table thinking you know? Have you learned anything new? Are your values concrete or do you allow yourself to do better once you know better? if you can't say yes, then I have some really good news for you. And that is, if you so choose, you're about to embark upon one of the most exhilarating and freeing and weird and scary and awesome experiences of your life. Do the work. And not only will you no longer care about what Simone Biles does with her own self-earned Olympic opportunities and what that's doing to our children, you'll realize that you can set your own limits free of guilt and shame too. And you deserve that. So I'm going to leave us here on this one. Uh, And I'll thank you for listening. And let me know what you think. Um, Head over to Instagram at The Hungry Feminine. Um, You can also visit my website. TheHungryFeminine.com There's more podcast episodes, blog posts, other resources. Including information about working with me in private practice if you're interested. Um, And uh, even though I don't post on Instagram very much these days, uh, feel free to follow me there. Or follow um, on whatever podcast platform you are listening to right now so that you can get updates on when new episodes post. Um, and I'm going to thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next time.